I'm me, you're me, and this is Wiggly's Book Club, episode 009. Wiggly's Book Club is a fortnightly record, live from Sloppy Joe's Bar in scenic downtown Bethlehem. Wait, Easton. Wiggly's Book Club is brought to you free for no money and is exclusive to the GiantMediaBall.com network. Visit GiantMediaBall.com for program schedules. I have to wait for that to stop. Fuck it. Without further ado, let's go down to Sloppy Joe's Bar for the 1990s Secrets of the Game series classic Secrets of the Game series TurboGrafx-16 and Turbo Express Secrets by Russell DeMaria and Andy Eddy. Wiggly. All right, what are we doing? Oh. All right, uh, oh, I don't have any booze out here. Let's see, I have a little bit of uh, sparkling ice lemonade at zero calories there for that. And then, uh, let's see, a little bit of Gordon's dry gin. Okay, that's good. And uh, let's see, give it. Two shakes of aromatic bitters, I think. That's what I'm going to do. One, two, three. Ah, I don't even have something to stir with. Eh, I'll stir with this pair of pliers. I'll just, they're needle nose, I'll just do them in and out. And try not to break that. And uh, wipe my needle nose off with a scarf that's here. Let's try that. Mm, it's good, straight up. <laughs> Ackham. All right, here, here we go. Oh, this mic is... I don't have anything set up today. Secrets of the Games uh, series. TurboGrafx-16 and Turbo Express Secrets. Russell DeMario, Maria, and, and Andy Eddie. I just... This is the first drink I had. Simply the best. More secrets, tons of graphics, instant mastery of the most popular games for beginning and advanced players. Uh, yeah, the graphics are black and white and pretty. Yeah, I remember this. Now, uh, this is by Prima Publishing. Now, you know Prima because they usually make a lot of official guides. I don't know if they still do. Maybe. I don't play games anymore, so I don't know. This cost sort of rocked you $9.95, $13.95 Canadian. Uh, but I got this on a markdown because I have the X on the back of the X on the back of the barcode. Uh, this I know they were, they came out with a second edition of this, believe it or not, which this one's in cyan and yellow. Uh, the the title and I think there was one either in purplish or reddish. The unauthorized edition uh, for both TurboGrafx and Turbo Express. Well, why wouldn't it be? It's the same damn system. Simply the best. Instantly, instant mastery through amazing strategy, strategy sessions. Here I am. Take a drink of that. 
that's good. The hottest secrets covered in greatest detail. Graphics that show you how to do it. The newest, raddest games, including Bloody Wolf, Legendary Axe 2, Splatterhouse, Blazing Lasers, Keith Courage in the Alpha Zone, Bonk's Adventure, Legendary Axe 1, Newtopia, Dungeon Explorer, Monster's Lair, Monster Lair, Dragon Spirit. Uh, it says brand new point in a Legendary Axe 2. It's brand new with two exclamations. Points. Russell Demaria is former senior editor of PC Games and former contributing editor of GamePro. Yeah, way former. Today he, devo- today he devotes 100% of his time to discovering the most outrageous game secrets and writing about them. I wonder if he's still alive. Andy Eddy is executive edi- editor of both TurboPlay and Video Games and Computer Entertainment, both magazines I, I loved. He is considered by many to be the world's top expert on Turbo Graphics and Turbo Express. Oh, Andy Eddy, we got to get him on a We Talk Games there. I got to talk to my producer, Kyle. Are we recording? 406. Thank you. Thank you, 406. Prima, Pub- Prima Publishing, unofficial guide, not endorsed by NEC Technologies, Inc. Who cares? They gave up on their own system. They're like Sony and the. And they had a. Uh, Sony Walkman Express. What do you call that? Sony does. PSP. PSP goes. TurboGrafx-16 and TurboExpress secrets. Uh, secrets of the Nintendo game secrets. Sega Genesis secrets. TurboGrafx-16 and TurboExpress secrets. So these, evidently this is what you could have gotten. Those types of other crap systems. And then the Turbo burp by the way that's tiny it sucked that's a little bit stinkier no no good quantity discounts are available from the publisher prima publishing and communications p.o box 1260 tbo rockland california 95677 telephone 916-624-5718 give them a call why don't you on your letterhead, include information concerning the intended use of the books and the number of books you wish to purchase. U.S. bookstores and libraries, please submit all orders to St. Martin's Press, 175 Fifth Avenue, New York, New York, 10010, telephone 212-674-5151, printed in the United States of America, TurboGrafx-16 and TurboExpress Secrets. Russell Demaria and Andy Eddy. Prima Publishing Communications. Oh, God. Let's just get to the copyright. Copyright 1990-90. Copyright 1990 by Russell Demaria. All right. Reserve. No part of this book may be reproduced. Transmitted. Blah, blah, blah. And I ignore that. Library of Congress. Uh, Library of Congress Cataloging and Publication Data. Demaria Russell. 1948 to TurboGrafx 16 and Turbo Express Secrets, Russell DeMaria. Hmm. How about that? 1948. Is that when he was born? Uh, what I'm going to do here, I'll read you a little bit of what the table of content. How am I doing on time? 637. Got to get that rope trick in. First words, uh, page one DeMaria's Guide 
two games. And then the complete story on nine blazing laters, blazing laters, ladders and lasers. Blazing lasers, nine. Great, great shooter. Um, one of the first games I had for a system. That and R-Type was weird. I came home with two shooters. Uh, my roommate at the time made comment of that, but we loved both of them and like that. He wanted me to get further and further in R-Type because it was cool with the kids. 27, Bloody Wolf. 48, Bonks Adventure. 66, Double Dungeons. Don't care for Double Dungeons. It's a side-by-side first-person dungeon scroller with, uh, you know, the animation of like a PowerPoint presentation. But a lot of people like it. And the space version of that, I believe I talked about recently was um, oh for the love of Pete you know that one Dragon Spirit we have on uh, 80 I'm tired Dungeon Explorer 96 I like that game a lot it's like your your gauntlet you see Keith Courage and Alpha Zones 116 uh, only Johnny Capcom read that one 134 clacks you get some clacks uh clacks wave tips legendary ass on 142 legendary ass 2 on 160 monster lair cd on 176 i had to designate that as cd as if there was a monster lair non-cd for the turbografx 16 it's an utopia which i dug and you know it's a big zelda ripoff but who cares 200 uh i hated zelda at this time so good good for me and Utopia 2, loved it. 225 Space Harrier, 234 Splatterhouse, and of course 248 TV Sports Football. Holy cripes. Hut, 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 picks, 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 picks. Plus a final note on 253. This is what I'm going to go for right now. 650. Oh, I can't read. Oh, 855. Getting okay, 10 minutes in. Parents Guide to Video Games 253. And I'm going to read this. I remember this is from 1990. So uh, a lot more a lot more things have been given on the thing with the people and the guys and the stuff and the television. Chapter 25, A Parent's Guide. To, am I blowing out? I look like I'm blowing out. I feel like a little music. Parent guy, they like the rock and roll. The kids, they like the rock and roll. And parents hate the rock and roll. Let's see, Bionic Boogie. Let's see, uh, uh, how do you do this? Uh, here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Bionic Boogie. All right, makes me feel I'm a little bit more out in the mood. Okay, oh. okay, oh, it's it's lyrical. Ah. That's what that's what happens to records, kids. They skip. That looks like it's hot. Okay, a parent's guide to video games. I am a game player. Oh, this is. I thought this was gonna be instrumental. Okay, how's that? I'm not going to do the rope trick. Say so for next episode, two weeks, I'll do a rope trick. Got to practice. 
Parents Guide to Video Games, Chapter 25. I am a game player. I've played computer and video games actively since the mid-70s. Obviously, I enjoy games. I am also a proud... I'm a, he's not a proud parent. I'm also a parent. At the time I write this, my stepson, Sean, is... Shan, S-H-A-N, Shan, is 17, and my son, Max, is four and a half years old. Max has played video games since he was two and a half. Wow. Life well spent. What I want uh, to offer in this chapter is a little reassurance for worried parents. People who don't play video games often don't understand what the attraction is or whether the games will encourage negative, negative social behavior. They also don't know whether their children are addicted to games. It sure seems like it sometimes. Let's address the addiction issue first. Now, see, this has changed a lot. Of course, Fox News still promotes the fact that you know video games are rotting the are the youth of our minds of our youth, um, and, and you know because they don't play Call of Duty, they they play Flappy Bird. Or I'm sorry to pick on Flappy Bird, but they play you know their Candy Crush and shit like that. They don't realize they're playing the same type of games. They're probably getting more mad at their games than the kids do on a ha ha ha. That's a good drink. Addiction or what? 12-13. Addiction or what? The good news is that experts in child behavior and learning have been studying video game playing. The ones who have been most public with their findings to date do not call video games an obsession and addictive uh, game obsession and addictive behavior. They don't, they don't call... What happens is... They don't call video game obsession and addictive behavior. Some studies show that what appears to be an addiction is really a quest for mastery. And my own experience coincides with that opinion. Once a game is mastered, it is no longer of much interest. Just like porn. Once you watch that, maybe you can watch it. Maybe you get two, three out of it. That's, a, that's the end of that. Um, so porn addiction, no. It's the quest to master porn. Let's see. In some cases, mastery is beyond the reach of the child. Often this is because they lack some basic knowledge of the strategy necessary for success. That's why a book like this can help. I knew that was I knew a book show was coming. Okay, uh, can help. If they're if they if they have tried everything, they can find some hints and solutions in this book that may allow them to accomplish more than ever before. Good, crazy. Get game genie. But I'm digressing. Yes, you are. You're also shilling and plugging and uh, whatever. Shameless plugs. Hair plugs. The point is that the temporary obsession that kids feel about their games is not an addiction. In fact, most households, children begin their association with video games by playing for hours every day. They do seem quite obsessed. Some parents feel considerable alarm at that point. Now it shows a kid, I don't know, it looks like he's tying his shoelaces, but I guess that's a game controller. And he's sitting in front of a big TV, and, and uh, out the window you can see two kids throwing a ball around. Now in the next shot, that sort of diag catty corner diagonal to it, diagonal down, is a television there by itself. The poor TV sitting by itself. 
and uh, outside is now three kids throwing the ball around. So evidently one of those is supposed to be this, uh, this punk that gave up on his game. However, my experience is that these same kids will start to taper off. They'll go back to other activities that give them pleasure if left to their own devices. They'll watch television or read books. They'll participate in sports or other social activities. And they'll generally live a healthier life. And not boil my little ponies in a jar of their own cum. What's uh, Jean-Luc Picard's favorite drink? Come. Never gets old. No one knows who Jean-Luc Picard is. But, you ask, what if, the, what if they keep going and getting new games to the point where they never stop the obsessive behavior? Well, how do, where are they getting the money from? Rolling kids in a schoolyard? Uh, pardon me. What lemonade is... 1540. Uh, never stop the obsessive behavior. My answer is to draw from my own experience, my own children, and some of my young game testers. So, in other words, anecdotal information have been. Uh, some of them have been able to choose from literary, literally, literally hundreds of games. Oh, this is my disco ball lights on. I got dyslexia and I can't read, and now I got that. I can't see. My glasses are have cracks in them. Stinky wash them in the washing machine. I said they were dirty. They do like to play uh, literally hundreds of games on just about every computer and video game system made. They do like to play a new uh, the new games when they arrive, and they have certain favorites that they return to from time to time. However, they have cooled off on video games somewhat. They like to do lots of other activities. My 17-year-old plays much less than before, though he sometimes encounters a game that absorbs his attention for a few days. Since I'm, since I'm paying him to play games for me to write about in books, he now sees many of the games as business opportunities. That's why I play, that's why I play games. Business. Business, yeah? Hmm. I had a good drink. I finished it. We've never restricted my younger son's playing. We, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm almost out of juice. Uh, 17, 19. Thank you, We never tell him he can play only a certain number of hours a day or anything like that. You might think he'd be glued to the screen every waking moment, but it isn't true. He does play often, usually for short periods, but he still prefers free play with friends or drawing or just running around outside. There are those days when he seems to want to play video games a lot, but usually he's pretty moderate. Yeah, well, that's because you're talking about kids. You're not talking about people in their 20s and 30s and losers. Two of my other good players are very motivated to master the games they play, but one plays in local championship soccer team and the other <clears throat> and the other this is hard to work around this mic and the other plays baseball and other sports at a school these are kids who really love video games and spend the time necessary to master them but they are also normal bright active healthy children see that kids if you only play video games you're not normal 
While researching this chapter, I spoke to with Patricia, Patricia, uh, Patricia Greenfield, author of Mind and Media. Oh, that sounds good. The effect of television, video games, and computers. And one of the people currently researching the effects of these games on people, she told me her opinion. Kids will play to master the game. When they finish mastering the game, they will quit. <laughs> Mad planets. Uh, if your child uh, couldn't put down a book, would you say he was addicted? No. In fact, my personal experience shows that kids are in much better shape mentally after playing video games than after watching TV. Certain brainwave studies confirm this. I also spoke with Peggy Sharon, Sharon, Charon, president of Action for Children's Television in Boston. The ACTB, I guess. She said, our position is that video games are fine if that's not the only thing the child does. They are actually interactive at a time when much of child's experience is too passive. TV is a passive exercise. Too often, parents aren't, aren't able to provide interaction. Single working parents, for instance, we generally tell parents to relax. These examples are, and opinions are not definitive. Each child is an individual, and each family must set its own rules and expectations. However, I think my experience with games and children would indicate that there is nothing inherently dangerous or addicting about video games. Later in this chapter, I'll offer some ideas about constructive play. Later in this chapter, 2021, uh, how... Do I only go to 20 in this show? I think I go, I'm going to go to 30, I think. I think I go to 30. The issue of violence and sexism. Oh, that's, that's a good. Sexism is good. Again, I don't have a lot of research and facts to offer. Oh, that's great. But my experience would indicate that children who play a lot of video games are not particularly violent. My, games, my game players are, in fact, quite non-violent. They have never been involved in fighting at school or any... Other, other kind of uh, violent behavior. Does this mean that children are never affected by the violent content of many games? I don't know. I think the very violent... I think, I think the very young children may exhibit some violent behavior since they have a harder time distinguishing between fantasy and reality. For a while, when he was around three years old, my son acted out some of the ninja moves he learned from the games. Definitely the Ninja Turtles. That's the most ninja you get. Or Ninja Clowns. Now this shows a kid pointing the controller at the television like a maniac before the Wii, you know. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, Ninja. That was alright until he kicked a few kids at school. <laughs> I think that's funny. Um... However, all it took to stop that behavior was to talk with him about it, and he has grown older. He seems to see the difference between the fantasy world and the screen on the screen and uh, the world that we that he lives in. Another problem is deciding whether violent games are bad for kids is in isolating the influence on them. Many of them see violence on TV, both in the news and on their own programming. They, I wish you would have mentioned a Bible violence. Yeesh. Bring him back a whole hundred and five hundred foreskins or whatever it was. I can't remember. Killing a thousand people with a 
the jawbone of a jackass. Uh, of course, uh, a slaying of the firstborn. How, who knows how many millions of kids died with that? Right from the big G himself. Many of them see violence on TV, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And some see violence in their own homes or schoolyards. In contrast, the violent content of games is almost always so steeped in fantasy that participating in these games might even discourage violence in real life by offering an outlet in which the child um, has a measure of control over his or her environment. Most violence in this world is completely beyond our control. It's nice that when you've had enough of it, you can simply press a button and turn it off. That's true. That's that's nice. That's disassociation. Uh, Zen. Zen shit. 2323. I've heard of studies that showed a reduction in body tension among gang members who play video games. Indicating, he's heard of it. Indicating that the games may serve as a release. I found this to be true. Well, I, I actually... I can't cite the source, but I actually looked into that as well, and that was the truth. Um, oh, I, I missed some parts. Um, see, most violence in this world is completely beyond our control. It's nice to know that when you've had enough of it, you can simply press a button and turn it off. Oh, I did read that. Uh, gang stress, indicating that games may serve as a release. I found this to be true around my own household. There is often some frustration involved in mastering a game, but that frustration can be channeled into the game and not into the family environment. Super Meat Boy! Don't throw your controller at the screen, kids. Now it's just a picture of a kid, and I gotta tell you, I love him, but his feet's too big. His one foot is like the size of his calf. That's not the size, no. That wouldn't be right. Uh, but he's warding a flower. There are many games where violence is not a part of the game, but most games do involve some kind of conflict. Even chess is a modified war game. And I've never heard anyone say it promotes violence. Does Monopoly encourage everyone to become a Donald Trump? Not one game player I've ever met wants to go into an, into the armed services and be a soldier, but everyone wants... Uh, but every every one of them has enjoyed simulated war games of one kind or another. Oh, I remember the army had that. Uh, I think it was the army. They had that that free game you could download, and it was actually to try to entice people to be in the army by first person shooting. There may be uh, go to strange and exotic places, meet new f- and unusual people, and kill them. There may be subtler effects, and once again, each child is different, but I don't see that much correlation between violence in video games and the violence in real life. No correlation. Remember, um, uh, uh, causation and correlation are, 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 are different. Perhaps my biggest concern in regard to youngsters, young players is that they have an appreciation for life. Since many games involve the wholesale destruction of enemy monsters and other characters, it is important that they recognize this destruction as a challenge in the game, but that they don't think destroying real creatures is okay. Again, I have seen that that uh, again, I haven't seen that to be true, but it wouldn't hurt to discuss the issue with very young players. 
There is concern that girls don't play video games as much as boys. There are some new games coming out that will appeal more to female players. Remember, this is 1990. And at least one game developer has asked me to consider developing games that women would enjoy. In my own experience, I've found that women prefer puzzle games over shoot 'em ups. Hey! He means shooters, uh, action games. However, the problem of the gender gap has not been solved, and I don't have an easy answer. On the other hand, the situation hasn't been entirely ignored. I expect lots of research will be done and lots of new approach approaches tried. Perhaps some will succeed. 2715. Frustration. Many games are very hard to master. One thing you'll notice, and this varies from player to player, is a certain level of frustration. Now, this kid's, he fucking drop-kicked his um, turbo stick. I mean, this is a, this is a, at least a $50 controller with a joystick on it. He is just drop-kicking it. Uh, no, I mean, he's punting it. Yeah, that's it. Um, players a certain level of frustration. Some players are very mild about their frustration. As an example, one is of the best-known video game players in the country, Don Newert, rarely gets flustered. If he encounters a situation where he has a lot of problems, his usual response is to mutter a mild, okay, and then he tries again. Perhaps that's why he's one of the best. In contrast, you may see some uh, see your own kids yelling, crying, or even throwing a controller on the floor. Crying. Remind them that it's only a game. They won't appeal to listen. They won't appear to listen. But if you keep telling them, they'll hear you. If the frustration gets too acute, tell them to take a break and come back to it. Put a pot pie in the oven, kids, and then come back to the game controller. I ain't gonna finish this shit. Game players have a high con correlation. Uh, to the skills needed by such professionals as engineers, architects. Did I skip something? Yeah, I did. Shit. This is a good one. 2856. Oh, well. Read the next paragraph. What do children learn from video games is the next one. Uh, I don't tolerate any kind of violence when my young son threw the controller across the room once. He was, ba he was barred from the game's for several days, he learned very quickly that such action was tolerated, and he stopped, stopped acting out that way. He still gets frustrated, but he controls his violence. I also get frustrated when I play some games, so I understand the feeling and can sympathize with him. On the other hand, I don't let him keep playing if the frustration appears to get too acute. It is clear that my son is learning to control his emotions by dealing with these frustrations. It's early... It's early to tell if that will, if that control will carry over to his real life, but I think it will. In time, most players will give up on a game that's too hard and move on to something else easier. Um, however, they may return to the hard game a month or more later and suddenly find success where there was only frustration before. And this shows uh, the dad taking away that. That turbo, not let's see, turbo tap, turbo, Jesus, turbo stick. That's what it's called, turbo stick. And he's he's carrying it by the cord. Now you don't want to do that. He's dangling in front of his kid, and his kid looks all slumped over and sad. So he must have got a, a licking. And that's it. That's it for today's show.
And what do children learn from games? Nothing. I see Adventures of Lolo mentioned in here. How to live with video games. It looks like a grandpa talking to a young kid. Here are some homegrown guidelines and suggestions on how to coexist with your video game machine. Communicate. Encourage other activities, especially exercise. Just reading the highlights here. Use the, des use the desire for games as a motivator. Get involved. Green-eyed monsters or machine-gun-toting muscle-bound soldiers are probably not your idea of entertainment. That's my idea. But you can share... I'm, I'm, I'm almost 50, but you can share a lot of, with your kids if you ask some questions. Try to see beyond the subject matter. Realize that those same monsters and soldiers could be cubes and triangles, and the gameplay would be essentially the same. It's the challenge and the action that attracts the kids. So ask them... How they play their games and how they succeed. The kids will think you're cool for being interested and who knows, you might even learn something. And then it goes into the future. And once again, I want to mention Mind and Media, the Effects of Television, Video Games and Computers by Pat Patricia Greenfield. 1450. In cloth or five ninety five in paperback from nineteen ninety Harvard University Press. Uh, so it's probably some type of uh, some type of uh, master's thing thesis. Turbo Graphics and Turbo Chess uh, Secrets by Russell Demary and Andy Eddy. Back to me in the studio. tonight's reading of Secrets of the Game series TurboGrafx-16 and TurboExpress Secrets by Russell DeMaria and Andy Eddy. To own your own copy of Secrets of the Game series TurboGrafx-16 and TurboExpress Secrets by Russell DeMaria and Andy Eddy, I don't know. Management would also like to apologize. Tonight's super secret surprise celebrity guest, Jennifer Connolly, could not be on the show. She has a restraining order against me. For Wiggly and the entire staff of Wiggly's Book Club, I am Wiggly. And remember, kids, rip. Reading is fundamental.